0: Welcome back to How You Slice It. Today, I am here with uh, Artan Kapjiu. That's the Albanian pronunciation. We both happen to be Albanian. Uh, And Artan is no uh, stranger to pizza. You've been in the pizza industry since you were 17 years old. right. And uh, born in Albania, grew up in Italy, ultimately moved to the US in South Florida, in the Miami region, in Coral Gables specifically. You are a trained chef. In London, you spent some time there. We'll we'll okay. talk about that a little bit as well. And today, uh, you operate one of uh, the more successful pizza restaurants, Italian restaurants in uh, in the Coral Gables area, uh, Forno Italiano. Uh, bringing my my Italian uh, accent into the mix here. Uh, <laughs> and look, Artan, I think uh, a lot of people can can take away a lot of lessons from your journey in the in the industry. And I'm excited to talk to you today. Welcome. And start Thank off you. maybe with a quick, of course start off with uh, with a quick uh, introduction and, and background how did you how did you end up in the pizza industry
1: uh, well you know originally I'm Albanian and uh, as many Albanians you know we have to leave the country in the early 90s you know because of the ex communist system you know so you know the country collapsed so there was no more uh, stable economy so you know everybody was looking uh, for better options for their lives you know. build a life and so did i and my family so i ended up in italy in the early 90s where i spent you know many years and i grew up with an italian influence and that's how you know uh, i got into uh, pizza business you know so i was exposed to pizza uh, since i was 17 and my oldest brother actually was the one who taught me how to make pizza which i never believed that i would go so far and here i am today you know
0: (laughs) yeah of course And, and for, for people who may not know, because I get this question all the time. I, I'm Albanian as well. Uh, people are like, where is Albania? It's actually very close to Italy, right over the right. border. And so I think the natural migration when Albanians are looking for new opportunity or looking to escape political conflict, very often it is Italy. Is that it, is that fair? Italy.
1: Yes, I think this, Italy uh, back then was the best option for us because we, were, we are neighbor countries, you know, it's just across the sea. So for those people who really don't know, you know, you just think about South Italy and Albania is right across, you know, on the east coast of Italy. So and I believe, you know, we do share a lot of, uh, you know, uh, culture with Italians. So there is no many difference between us, actually, I'd say,
0: you know, so. That is very true. Very, yeah. a lot of similarities. And, and so at 17 years old, you're introduced to the pizza industry. Were you hired to work somewhere? Like, why did your brother teach you how to make pizza at 17?
1: Well, you know, uh, we had to build our life, start a new life in uh, this country, you know. And uh, after some years, I grew up, basically, and I needed to get a job, you know. And I guess that was one of the opportunities that my brother, you know, could have for me, you know, to, to show me and, you know, to keep moving on on my own, you know. So, you know, I thought, yeah, that was the easiest way to get a job, you know. Even nowadays, many, you know, young kids, you know, when they look for a job, in you know, a pizza place will be the easiest place where you get hired, no matter if you have experience or not, you know? So, I, I thought back then that it was just a temporary job, but, you know, it became my passion. So, you know, it's what I do, basically. <laughs> That's
0: right. And yeah, even today, I mean, a lot of kids, I would say a lot of people have experience working I, I at I a pizza I fell in shop. love
1: with pizza, and I thought, you know, uh, I like pizza. I eat pizza pretty much every day. And <laughs> since then, you know, I thought, this is my life, you know. So I'm very passionate about it, you know.
0: It, it sounds a lot, uh, a lot like me, to be honest. So at 17, are you work- Were you working at a pizza shop? Was it your brother's pizza shop? Yes. Yeah. You,
1: you was- no, it wasn't my brother's pizza shop. He was the pizza maker uh, mm. at that restaurant, you know. He, won- he was owned by different people, and actually, I was here there. Washing dishes, basically, you know, and beside that, when there was like a gap, there was an opportunity that I could go and join him, you know, next to the pizza oven. I'll be helping him, you know, how to bake pizzas, basically, at first and get introduced to the dough, how to stretch it, you know, learn the little details, you know, how to use the pizza peel, how to put the pizza in the oven. So, you know, so little by little, I developed some skills, you know. Of course.
0: And by the time you were 21, you you became an, an operator. Correct. So yeah, How did that yes.
1: after, after some years, you know, uh, other than living in Italy, I had to immigrate to London. So I went to England, you know, for some years. So I worked there for four or five years, something like that, I would say, if I'm not wrong. And uh, yeah, uh, I developed my skills even more, actually, out of Italy than in Italy itself. What do I mean by that? Because not because I was in England, but because the chefs that I worked with, they were Italians. They were immigrants just like me, you know. So even though that uh, I was in another country... I still worked, and I was surrounded by the Italians themselves, you know, and trust me, uh, when you meet different people, different chefs, and that's where you get the most of the experience of what are you doing, because everyone has something to give you, you know, so there is something to learn from everybody. My brother, yeah, taught me the basics, but I think Uh, I became, to what I am today, working with different people, you know, and that was the best experience of my life, I guess. And after four or five years, I returned back to Italy and at the age of uh, 21, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, I did open uh, uh, my first pizzeria with my brother in Italy, Bari, Italy, southern Italy. So you went
0: back to Italy to open up your first pizzeria?
1: Yes, I did, you know, because my mom, my brother. So, you know, uh, after five years of uh, being away from home, I was so young and I really missed them, you know, so I had to go back.
0: Yeah, of course. And so you open up your first shop, and then very quickly you have like big dreams. You wanna you wanna turn it into a chain. That's uh, right. You so you open up a second shop. Like tell me, I, I did. Tell us about that journey. What 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 went into that whole process?
1: So you know, uh, opening the first shop, it was a great feeling. Is what we really wanted to do. You know, be our own boss. You know, and have dreams. You know, to to build a better life for the family. You know, because we are brothers so and then after a year or two the pizzeria was really successful Uh, not just because of my skills but my brother also he was very well known in town you know because he'd been making pizza for a long time so a lot of followers you know so when people found out that he opened his first place they you know they really wanted to go and support him and you know we did the best pizza in town actually and our pizzeria was not called by the name but it was called the albanian brothers pizzeria you know (laughs) everybody knows even nowadays you know you don't have to say the names, you have to say the Albanian brothers and everybody knows. So after a while, you know, the, the idea was to make a chain pizzeria. We did uh, attempt to open a second one. We did open it. We kept it for some time. Uh, it's It's a very complicated story. You know, southern mm-hmm. Italy has so many problems, you know. Mafia is one of the main problems <laughs> when you are an investor, you know. Right. Besides paying taxes to the government, you have to pay one of those people also to be in the business. So, however, the second uh, pizzeria didn't work as well as we wanted, and besides that, there were some problems because you know from area to area there is different people, you know, and uh, how they manage those situations. So we were not happy about it, and we had to sell the second pizzeria. So we ended up with one.
0: <laughs> so at that early age, what were some of the big lessons you learned about going from a pizza chef to a business owner? What were what were some of the lessons, responsibilities, like,
1: well, uh, yeah. responsibilities are many more than when you are a pizza maker, you know, you are literally working 24 hours when you have your own business, you have more responsibilities. Well, it's great feeling, you know, it's great feeling, you know, to own something and to be successful, because you ask yourself, if you do have uh, capacities, you know, and you're working for the others, why not for yourself? So, you know, I encourage everybody. That not even in this business, but in any business, you know, uh, never give up. You know, have dreams. You know, uh, there is room for everyone. So yeah, this is my best advice, I guess. And
0: uh, and we'll talk about your journey now to the U.S. At some point, at a at a relatively young age, you ended up applying and winning a lottery for the green card, and that brought you over to the U.S. Talk a little bit about that. What was right. what did it feel like when you kind of? You know, it is the lottery. It's like winning. That, like, that was you know. a
1: big challenge in my life. You know, uh, I really took it as a joke. You know, I never thought that I would come to the States. You know, uh, I knew America was way too far from Europe and I never... About it, I felt comfortable in Europe, you know, in Italy, with all my family me- family members, which you know, family for me is very important, you know, to be united, you know, and spend time together, uh, which I don't do today, you know, I really miss it, but you know, however, I'm still happy being here. So I took it as a joke. I played the green card lottery. I found out, you know, talking to my brothers and friends, you know, that this lottery exists, and I never knew in the past. And I'm like, okay, you know, I want to play it. I want to be part of it. And I played once, and I won the lottery. <laughs> you played once. That's all it takes. Yeah. So you know, uh, then the big decision: should I leave or should I stay? You know. But having my wife on my side, and she's like, listen, we should take this opportunity and just go, and you know, we'll figure out things when we get there. Here we are. You know, it's been 15 years. So, fifteen years. You moved to directly to the Miami area, correct? I, I directly came. Uh, well, when I first came to the states, you know, I came to New York actually, to New York City. New York, yeah. New York City. I wanted to visit New York City. It was like a dream for me, you know, <laughs> to, to to see Manhattan and you know, and Times Square and all that, you know. So uh, after spending a few days there, I had to meet a friend that lives in Boston. I went to meet him as well. You know, he was many years I didn't see him, but uh, you know, I already made up my mind that I wanted to uh, settle in Miami. So then I came here. And that's what I did. And in Miami, you uh, started working at a really successful pizza. I did. Yeah. I, I did, actually. After a few days that I was here, you know, uh, I settled my, myself the first days in uh, South Beach, Miami, you know, because I thought that's the best place, you know, where a lot of business is going on. So after a few days that I was around, you know, I went to this pizzeria, uh, and Italian pizzeria, and I looked for a job. And I asked them, you know, perfect time. You know, they were looking to hire somebody. They were willing to bring someone from Italy. And then, you know, uh, I stepped at their door. And they're like, okay, great. So they hired me right away.
0: And what, what did you learn in terms of were, were there any differences between how a pizza shop in Miami operated versus what you were used to running your own business
1: in Italy? Any any differences? Well, uh, it all depends. You know, in Italy, uh, the market is different than here. You know, so here we have a very international uh, clientele, I'll say. You know, because the United States is a new country and it's made from people like us. You know, so we are the Americans. In Italy, you know, you only work with local people. I mean, here and there you might have a tourist, you know, seasonal in the in the summer. But you know, those are by beach areas, not in the city, mostly. So uh, it's very demanding. You know, here is very demanding compared to Italy. Italians they eat very traditional. You know, they are not very exposed to many flavors. So pizza here is is different. i would say uh, it's a combination. It's a fusion of different, you know, things. Uh, for example, if you if you are in Italy and you ask for a Hawaiian pizza, no one will know about it. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, here, Hawaiian pizza is a very popular pizza. It's not that it impressed me because when I used to live in London, you know, also people. Have this kind of culture there to eat in and taste different you know flavors you know Uh, Italians are more like uh, limited to that I'll say you know they are very traditional
0: more purists yeah pure about the about the craft Uh, and in terms of the way the business ran was it relatively similar beyond the food.
1: Uh, I, I would say, yes, not much change. I think, yeah, business runs pretty much the same way. Uh, again, you know, uh, when we talk about culture, uh, that has to matter as well, because, you know, here you have to do with different cultures, you know, your team teamwork will be with people from different countries, you know. In Italy, yes, uh, there is immigrants, but not as many as here, you know, so you, you don't get to see that. So living in Italy, you integrate, integrating the Italian lifestyle, but living in the States and working with people here, uh, everyone has their uh, background and you have to respect that. You know, so that's how we, we do it here. You know, so
0: it's different. I'll totally. Say. And then once again, you have those big aspirations, dreams to own and operate your own restaurant in uh, in the U.S., so you, you go from working at a, at a restaurant in the Miami area to then eventually opening up your own restaurant. But walk us through that journey. I know this is the story you told me, and there's so much. Uh, right. It's, it's very know, powerful.
1: Yeah. When you come uh, uh, from a background of me, that, you know, uh, I own a pizza place, one or two, that I told you earlier, coming here and starting all over, you know, uh, it's something that I knew that I had to face, you know, so it was a big challenge for me. Somehow it was not acceptable because, you know, uh, from being a business owner and then becoming a worker for somebody else, that's hard to accept, especially for my personality. I I don't know from other other people (laughs) because we are all different, you know. So talking for myself, you know, it was really hard and I knew that I had to go through this because, you know, no matter where you stand uh, financially, when you move to another country, you're exposed to a different culture, different environments. So you have to get to know the market, you know, in order to become an investor or become a business owner, you know. So it took me some time, you know. But again, I came to America because I know this is the greatest country in the world. And I had big dreams, you know. And if I didn't make it happen in Italy, i say, why not here? But, you know, I needed to give some time to myself. So it took me five years actually to get where I am, you know, and very happy about it, you know. And
0: and how did you start your business here? I know it had a, a mobile concept right,
1: at, right. at one point. It, well, it was kind, kind yeah. of hard earlier, you know, it was kind of hard because, you know, uh, I came here, I had many ideas, you know, how to get started. But, you know... Uh, you need to have a really good business plan in order because, you know, you you don't want to fail, you know, because that's the main idea, you know, because it's going to cost you money and time, you know. So for me, I could not afford that, you know. I was here on my own with my wife and kids, you know, so I had to support them. So, you know, I had to make sure that, you know, things had to to be right. So uh, a lot of thinking, you know, a lot of uh, research, you know, being online 24 hours, i would say, you know, when I had free time after work, you know, and looking here and looking there. So one day... I didn't feel good about myself, you know. I had to bring a pizza to my son every night from where I was working, but he was asleep and he was eating my pizza cold in the morning, you know. Mm. So, and one day we were out together and he's like, I want a pizza right now. So, we are in the neighborhood actually where I was living, you know, back then. And... He sees the Little Caesar Pizzeria and he's like, Listen, I want a pizza, Daddy. I want it right now. I'm like, There's not such a good pizzeria here, so I'm not gonna buy you a pizza. But he was insisting, and I had to buy the Little Caesar Pizza, pizza you know, for him, which, you know, for me was unacceptable because I'm a chef myself and I know about quality. I'm like, this Are you is so saying bad. Little,
0: little Caesar's is not good quality pizza? I'm, I'm
1: joking. Not, <laughs> at all, not at all. But I had to buy that. My son was insisting, so I wanted to make him happy. And then, you know, uh, one of those days I was thinking, What should I do better for my family, you know? So this was one of, one of the reasons. You know, I want to bring yeah. it up. You know, was this was one of the reasons actually that I still remember that it pushed me to do what I, I've done. So I was like, why don't I build a pizza oven on my backyard so I can make pizzas for my family at least. You know, the pizza I Amazing. like, you know, the pizza that I know, the, uh, the good quality of pizza. You know? That's right. So uh, after making some research online, so I, I meet this guy that posted that he sells a pizza oven from California, an Italian guy from. A, Sicily. His name is uh, uh, Giuseppe, Giuseppe Crissa, you know, so I'm very connected to him, actually, you know, so he was the biggest support, actually, you know, to to do what I did afterwards, you know, after I spoke with him. So, I was about to buy this pizza oven and put it in my backyard, you know, just for uh, family use, you know, and when I spoke to this guy, he's like, listen, the price that you see online is not the the real price, you know, the price of the oven is way more than you you were thinking. I'm like, dude, why did you put this price then? He's like, (laughs) listen, You can have the oven and put it in the backyard and I'll charge you less But the oven that you see is mobile I'm like, what do you mean with mobile? He's like listen, you can have this oven, use it on your backyard and take it anywhere you want. I'm like, oh, that's even even better idea. If, if I do sell the house in the future, I want to take the oven with me, you know? That's so right. I'm like, okay, let's buy the oven. So uh, we buy the oven and, you know, it was a hard project actually to put the oven uh, on the trailer and do all that design. But this guy helped me out and he told me, listen, we're going to talk together for every step you take. So I did build the oven and when I had the oven in the backyard, I was so happy. I started, you know making some pizza for my family and some neighbors actually around, you know, and everybody liked the idea. And I'm like, what do I do now? And looking around, I'm like, oh, I see there is a farmer's market on Sunday, you know, in the neighborhood. So I want to check out the farmer's market. And I asked if I could go there with my mobile pizza oven and sell pizzas. And those people were very happy, you know, about the idea. They're like, wow, we never seen something like that. Just come over, you know? So that's what I did. I asked my boss if I could change my shift from a day shift to night shift so I could go daytime and still keeps us in the farmer's market and you know, still keep my job, you know? And from Amazing. there, you know, we, we start meeting people and people were so interested, you know, having us at their houses, you know, and doing private events like uh, birthday parties, graduation parties, you know, and weddings and so on. So this is how we build the business.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you built a following, uh, a following to a point where eventually then you felt enough confidence and, and also comfort that if you opened up a, an, es- or an actual restaurant, right it it, it
1: was it was a request actually from my customers because Mm. every sunday we're uh, meeting at the the farmers market which i build a a very big audience i'd say you know uh, there were a lot of followers they were coming every sunday in the market just to buy my pizza i was the busiest stand in the market actually and guess what what the customers were telling me our children eat only your pizza during the week they won't eat anywhere pizza they can't wait for sunday So you got to open a spot. They were like, you know, of course they were hiring me here and there for events, but they wanted to eat my pizza even the other day. So they wanted choices. So they pushed me to open the physical location, basically, and that's what I did, you know.
0: And and what was the process of opening the physical location like? Because a lot of people they scare, right? Yeah, exactly. And so you know. So
1: in my case, you know, uh, the catering service, the catering business was a big support on the financial side. So Mm -hmm. you know, I knew that you know, no matter how long it took, you know, to open a, a. a physical location, you know, I, I had the financial support because I had that running, you know, so he was uh, already, you know, supporting me. Uh, it was hard, actually, you know, dealing with the city. I mean, first of all, you have to to look for a good location. So location is a big thing, you know, so that's what I want to tell everybody. Finding the right location. And after that, depends with which city you are working with. And you have, it, it's 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 a big process. It's a long process, it's the actually.
0: permits, permits, right? Yes. Uh, the, it it the, took me right.
1: six months to get the building permit from the city. You have mm. to hire an architect, you know. So you have to go a lot through a lot of things, you know. And you need to have a, a good contractor that you can trust, so they you know they can get things done on time. Because time costs you money, you know. Basically, I was paying rent with the doors closed, you know, for six months mm. in a row. You know, that hurt me a bit, you know.
0: So, were there uh, were there any mistakes that you made that um, you know, in hindsight, you can you wish you can like you know redo?
1: Not really. I don't mm. think so. Not not really. You know, I, I thought it will take a uh, less time, but uh, when I, I exchange my experience to other people, you know, that I meet customers that I meet in my restaurant and they say, what you you done in six months? That's great. So I didn't hire, hire an expediter. I didn't hire anybody to do this. I just did this on my own. You know, every day I was at the city hall doors, you know, and asking for this and that, you know, whatever it took. And I learned a lot of things through the process, you know, and besides that, once you have your facility that is ready, you know, you need food license, b and license, so that's another, you know, uh, experience on top, you know, so that's right. it was very, very interesting, you know, it, it was a little stressful, again, you know, uh, building a business, it costs you money, so it, it's not an easy task, you know, and many people probably they run out of money because you never know how much money you'll be spending until you get there, so my advice to people is like if you're trying to do this is a great experience and i hope you know everybody gets it done but there is no such a budget you know that you say, <laughs> i have this budget and i'm gonna get it done because you never know what's gonna come up you know through the That's journey right.
0: both in terms of money and in terms of time oh it always takes longer and it always costs more it never costs less and it's never faster than you assume it's never um fun. did you have uh were you nervous the first day like do you remember the first day where you like opened your door to your restaurant? What, what were you feeling like, you know, did you know if customers would show up or not? Would they it, like your it food? It was
1: exciting, actually. We, yeah. were not, uh, we were not even really prepared like 100%, mm-hmm. because short stuff, you know, uh, you're trying to hire people. That's a, a big, a, another big challenge, you know, when you open a business, you know, uh, finding stuff and finding the right ones. So it, it was not as easy. Yeah, we were a little nervous, but, you know, uh, again, uh, uh, I built a lot of uh, character into a business, and all those years, so I was not scared. You know, I knew the people that would show up in my store pretty much were uh, people that I I knew from uh, from the past. You know, from from the catering service that I you
0: know I was meeting. Yeah, so, you had built a following in your community, so that it made it right. a little bit easier.
1: Yes, and I kept it local. You know, so I I moved my restaurant into uh, the same area where I was doing business, basically.
0: That's right, and where where you lived, where people knew you, um, right, where the market was
1: located. So not too far from the market location. You know, that was every Sunday. So yeah.
0: What are what would you say are the most important uh, elements or qualities of a successful restaurant? What do you think has been the biggest uh, contributor to the success of your of your business beyond Uh, the food? Obviously, because the food is. I mean, I've been there. You have
1: to have a family support. Family support. Be united. Work for the same goal. You know. So my wife has been uh, the best supporter through the journey. So uh, I'll say without her, maybe I would have done it. Maybe not. I don't know. You know. I have no proof. So the only proof is that she supported me. And uh, I'll say to everybody, you, you need support, family support. Not only her, but even my brother from Italy that uh, uh, I was mentioned early, you know, that he taught me how to make pizza. He came over when I first opened. So he was there the, the first day that we opened the store to, to support me, you know, to help me out. And
0: tell people a little bit more about now your pizza, because that is that is, you're a, you're a master of the craft. Explain to people exactly what your pizza is like. I can try. I mean, I've tried the food. It's incredible.
1: My pizza is... Uh, very different from uh, other pizzas that people have seen here, you know? I'm talking especially for my city, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, on the rest of the states because I'm sure there is other people like me who do good pizzas out there, you know? So, and uh, I'm not going to say that I'm the only only one, but what makes my pizza special is the background of the experience that I have. So I've been in the business, in the pizza business for the 25 years, I guess, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. And I kept the same recipe that my brother taught me since then. I never change the recipe. And I always look for the best quality products. Good cheese, good sauce, good flour, extra virgin olive oil. So top quality of ingredients and the knowledge behind that of the chef, the wood-burning brick oven, the thin crust. So it's many components. So you have to put all those components in here in order to get good results. So I guess all those components make my pizza special compared to the other pizza, yes.
0: And it's definitely special. Uh, yeah, and I'll add to it. It's like incredibly thin crust. It bakes really fast, right? It bakes within like 80 or 90 seconds. That's right. And while it's very thin, it has a lot of strength. So it holds It holds really well. It's not like, a, you know, a traditional... Ne- Neapolitan? No um, it, it's
1: totally different. this right. pizza comes from southern Italy again a uh, region of uh, Apulia in Italy mm-hmm. so because Italy itself changed from region to region you know not all of them they cook same. So yeah. we have pizza all over Italy but Napoletana pizza is completely different from a uh, uh, body pizza I you know where I came from. So pizza is very thin crust, 12 inches, so only one style. And it's personal pizza. So everyone can eat one pizza on their own, you know? So yeah. I get all the time this question from the customers, how many people does your pizza fit? I'm like, it's designed for one person. So, you know, and they, they say, really? They kind of, you know, uh, back up. They're like, Oh my God, I thought I'm going to take some leftovers home, but that never happened. No, no. How thin it is and how good it is, you know?
0: There were no leftovers when I was there, I will tell you that.
1: (laughs) Um, But look, it goes to show because I
0: hear this often. It's like, oh, there's, uh, you know, you can't make good pizza outside of New York. It's the water, it's this or that. And I just think that that's all, to be quite honest, like completely false. You can make incredibly high quality pizza
1: anywhere. Anywhere in the world—that's my belief, my experience. That's right. Based on my experience, I did great pizza in London. I did great pizza in Italy, and I'm doing great pizza in Miami. So I don't think the location matters that much. On the water, uh, maybe on the ingredients. Yes, of course. You know, uh, the more you're exposed to the Italian imported ingredients, like sauce is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, and the, and the flowers so other than that I, I think everything else it's fine and you can find it everywhere else you know
0: agreed what's in the what's in store uh, for our town moving forward what's what's in the future you and I spoke about a second location that is perhaps a different theme uh, maybe talk about that and then thanks yep. for
1: bringing it, bringing it up yeah actually uh, we are almost there you know uh, looking for a second location. Uh, uh, it's very close to my uh, pizza restaurant, so uh, it's not going to be a pizza restaurant. It would be a different concept, could be a fusion between Albanian and Greek restaurant, you know, so that's my dream. So I want to introduce local people, some of my culture, you know, some food of my culture, you know, and my, my wife, she's a very good cook, and uh, she has a lot of knowledge uh, about uh, Albanian dishes, and I'm sure it's going to be successful. People... Always look for uh, new new products, you know, uh, and I think that's what the customers want. Yeah, and
0: I think your your client base for pizza is going to then want to try your fusion between Albanian and Greek food. Let's call it Mediterranean. Fusion. I think it it'll exactly. Yes. Uh, and I think that'll be um, that'll be really exciting, and and I'm very excited for you.
1: But again, don't get me wrong, Ili. Uh, I always uh, uh, will be uh, thinking of opening more pizza places, you know, but uh, eventually when time comes.
0: Do you think you'll go back to the mobile pizza world?
1: Well, I still run that side by side, you know. That's right. uh, I'm never going to let that behind. You know, uh, that's something that stays here in my heart. It builds what I have today. Uh, It brought me where I am. uh, You know, I'm the architect of, of that business here in Miami. I know other people are trying to do so. But again, I'm the architect who introduced this type of service in Miami. Agreed.
0: In your own words, how is Forno Italiano keeping local thriving? because it is an example of a very successful local business that is super authentic. And again, if you, for any listener, if you happen to be in the Coral Gables area, check it out, go and stop by. All
1: right, so in my own words, I'll say that uh, Forno Italiano, other than giving a a good service and a good product to the customers, it became like a, a, a spot where a lot of families come together, you know, and meet each other. So this is a great feeling, you know, it's not only about pizza, but it's about everything. I'd say me and my customers, we we are like families, you know, and so are people, you know, they get connected and they talk about the pizza. Uh, It became like a social club, basically, you know, so I say life is good around pizza.
0: Life is awesome around pizza and it's like a home away from home for people. So uh, (laughs) I think that's, I mean, what better way to to keep local thriving? Artan, thank you you so much. Yeah,
1: I'm glad when when, when I hear, you know, uh, uh, feedbacks like that from customers, you know.
0: Of course. I mean, there's no better there's no better feeling uh, than you knowing that you're making people feel even more like family. Artan, thank you so much. This has been great. Uh, I'm excited to come back and, and visit you
1: again in the Thank you future. for having me over. And I'd like to meet you again. You are very welcome to my place anytime soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Artan. Bye-bye.